hello, hello! Or should I say, hello there. This is another episode. <laughs> why? why? Kirk, you know why. You know I why. Do? Of course. Kirk, what is? what are we talking about today? What's the uh, first thing we're talking about? Uh, wait, say what you said again. <laughs> I can't believe this didn't land. I was so ready for this. I said, hello there. Um, Come on, Kirk. This is embarrassing. Be, is it uh, Star Wars? Yeah, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> That's like his thing. That's like his whole thing. He says oh, it. Oh, my goodness. He says it in the original movies. Not exactly like that, because that was like a very Ewan McGregor way to say it. But, you know, uh, and then he says it, you know, he says it multiple times in the prequels. He says, he says the hello there. So that's, that's what I was trying to play up. But you kind of, I mean, I don't want to say you ruined it, but you kind of ruined it, Kirk. No, I sucked the air out from this room, (laughs) quite frankly, just like that. You could say it. (laughs) So it it is what it is. But Kirk's here. Welcome, Kirk. Sometimes (laughs) I I wish Kirk wasn't here, (laughs) but it's okay. Uh, we're back. It's what's popping. It's Monday night. We're back on our normal night back on the stream. For those of you joining us on the stream, thank you for being here. Uh, as a reminder to those of you listening on the podcast, you can find us on the stream every Monday night at nine 30 central. It's, it's really kind of a great way to wind your day down. You know how some people like yeah. read books. Some people, you know, watch old sitcoms that they've seen a thousand million times. You can, yeah. you can spend, uh, you know, the last 30 or so minutes of your day, with us listening to the latest movie and TV news. And I think it's a pretty good time. I always enjoy it. And I think you will too. So you can stream with us on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. You can find us there. We have those links all over our social social media. So you shouldn't have a hard time finding it. And of course, if you're, if you usually watch on the stream and you'd rather listen in podcast form or you, or you miss a stream, you can always catch us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, Stitcher, and all of the others, Podbean. I mean, there's so there's so many, and we're on all of them. So, whatever way you're joining us, whatever form or format, we're so glad to have you. We've got a really fun week of shows for you this week. So tonight, what we're going to be recording, um, and today is Monday, three fourteen, Pi Day. Pi Day. Uh, we're going to be doing what's popping, which is our movie and TV news for those of you who are new to the program. And then later this week, we will release our. Movie review, which we'll be, we'll be recording right after we hop off the stream. Now, there was some contention around what movie we would be reviewing this week. I thought it was a foregone conclusion, and I was very wrong. So at the end of our Batman review, or our review of The Batman, which you should go back and listen to if you haven't already, um, I said that I hadn't talked to Kirk about what movie we were reviewing, but that it was such an obvious pick that I didn't feel like I need to talk to him about it. Well, maybe <laughs> obvious to you. But I know. I that's what I'm saying. Other... I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> and so Kirk was like, let's both say what movie we're thinking of on the count of three. And I said, turning red. He said the Adam project. It was a whole thing. So now we're trying, we were trying to decide what we were going to review. We posted on social media. We got mixed feedback, of course. So here's where we've arrived. We're reviewing turning red this week. And We'll review the Adam Project next week. So we'll actually get to review both of them because there's nothing nothing too terribly exciting coming to any streaming platforms or to theaters within the next week. So it gives us the opportunity to actually review both instead of having to choose between them. So Turning Red review this week, uh, that'll drop on Thursday. And then our review of the Adam Project starring Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo, Zoe Saldana, who's the one I always forget, Jennifer Garner. 
How dare you? Again. <laughs> I know. Kirk's, Kirk gets personally <laughs> offended every single time. Uh, we'll review that one next week. So look forward to that. And make sure you watch both of those movies before the episode drops so you can get all caught up. But tonight and this week, this moment right now, we have tons of movie and television news to talk about. One of them I already alluded to, and that's the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. But there's also did, some interesting movies. Did you allude to it? Did you have like a fun <laughs> I mean, joke I thought I did. I, to be honest, <laughs> I, th- I thought I did. But it clearly, either my impression is really bad, which is, I mean, certainly possible. Or it just, I don't know, the timing wasn't right. It wasn't meant to be. But we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about some things going on in DC, Warner Brothers land. We'll be talking about Dune Part 2. We'll be talking about I Am Legend Chapter 2 or Part 2 or whatever they're going to call it as well as a few exciting things that are dropping on digital and streaming this week. So we've got a lot to get to, Kirk. I will ask your permission once again uh, if we may pop it up. One moment. Let me think about it. Yes, yes, you absolutely can pop it up. Let's do it. All right. The first one, we've already talked about it a lot. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi, and, and I have to say, Kirk, and, and let's let me temperature check you on this. I feel like this is, without question, the most anticipated new television series of 2022. Do you feel like that's an overstatement or an understatement? Well, it can't be an understatement, I guess, but do you think it's do you think that's an overstatement? I think it's a a spot-on statement. I yeah, think thank there's you. no there's no over or under on it. It's it's just direct. If you are not um, super excited about this movie, uh, gosh, this TV series, then you haven't lived. You haven't seen a Star Wars film, especially. Um, I just also want to point out, as soon as Ewan McGregor pops up on the screen, I just want you to look at the resemblance that I should have been cast as his stand-in a long time mm. ago, because I feel like I, we have a lot of similar characteristics due to um, the... The correct, you know, we're, he's Scottish. I'm Irish. It's pretty. It's pretty close, That's right? Close enough, right? And I think that has once that I will be clearly uh, shipped right out to California mm. and put in every movie with you and McGregor. Could be. It'd be a great break, and, and he seems like a really nice guy. Uh, to be I don't honest. even want to talk about Obi Wan. I just want to talk about the resemblance <laughs> here. So I hope you're here for that. That's <laughs> that's classic Kirk right there. Way to way to make it about you. But no, we're talking Obi Wan. I feel like this series is a huge deal. I feel like Ewan McGregor returning as Obi-Wan, I mean, that is such a huge deal to people of our generation, people who are Star Wars fans. Uh, One of the most universally beloved portrayals of a character that I can remember. I mean, of, you know, the the prequels are sort of much maligned these days, and, and they were at the time as well. But almost universally, everybody has loved Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. He is a fantastic actor in his own right, and this is our chance to get to see him return to the role, you know, some 15 years or 17 years later. Um, they just saw, showed Joel Edgerton, who's returning as uh, Uncle Owen, which is very exciting, and tons of new cast members and new characters. We get up close and personal with the, you know, what appears to be the main antagonist of this series, the Grand Inquisitor, who they just showed there wielding a double-bladed saber. Um, the one thing we don't get in this trailer, uh, and I think we get a little bit of breathing at the end, which you won't be able to hear because I can't play the audio or else it'll get pulled down, but um, Vader, you know, that that's sort of the big billing of the show is that Hayden Christensen is returning as Darth Vader and 
you know, we'll get to see Obi-Wan, presumably we'll get to see Obi-Wan and Vader face off um, one last time, you know, as it were, in terms of uh, new new film content. So, Kirk, I want to get your overall thoughts. You know, we're, we're just about two months away from this series. Um, and sorry, I just minimized the screen, so it's being a little weird. But we're about two months away from this series. What are your thoughts on this trailer? And uh, how are you feeling two months out? Yeah, this may be one of the best teaser trailers because so often we get teaser trailers that are, uh, they just kind of piece together really quickly and you're not sure. You're like, well, I'm sure it's going to be good. Or, wow, they gave me way too much. This is such a good balance because we know there's going to be an even more flushed out trailer after this where we're going to most likely see uh, Hayden Christensen in, I almost said the bat suit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what, a, what a different world that would be uh, in the Vader suit. Uh, presumably, we'll have him pretty frequently with his helmet off in his healing chamber. That'd be pretty fun. But this is pretty much everything I wanted to see. I did want to see a little bit more of the actress Bonnie. Um, I forget her last name, but she played um, uh, the aunt. Uh, aunt. Um, oh, goodness. Oh, uh, Aunt Joel Anderson's wife. Aunt Aunt Br- that's right. Yep. So she she plays the aunt. She's been through a lot in her life. So I was just really excited to see her, um, but she wasn't there. That's okay. Because oh, she was mixed I- up in Nexium. Is that right? She was mixed up in Nexium, gotcha. mm-hmm. and she escaped. Bravo, Bonnie. And so I was really excited to see her uh, come to the forefront here. So I imagine that we'll get more of her in the uh, in the actual uh, flushed out uh, full trailer. Because I can't imagine we we don't get this to see them a lot. You know, I don't think we'll get a lot of Lu- little Luke in this series. But I imagine no. that they will go to the market and the droids. He'll tend to the droids while they go, or they'll go on a vacation, something, and they will intercept these these interactions with you and McGregor, giving an update about Luke Skywalker's life. I, I just, I'm like dying to see what that looks like and the hiding and and the uh, just the, the the mix of things that goes with that. So very pumped. This is going to be grand. Yeah. And I also feel like there were a number of, you know, you mentioned, um, you mentioned one person, uh, Bonnie Pisa, Peace, PC. I don't know. I, I, I don't I know did. how to pronounce her name, but, uh, you know, we didn't see Kumail Nanjiani. We didn't see, yeah. um, O'Shea Jackson. So there are a few other members of this cast that, you know, still are kind of a, a mystery. Indira Varma, unless I, I missed her, I get so caught up in these trailers. But um, this is a big cast. It's it's a cast that's very enticing and it's a short series. It's it's a six episode series and, and right now there are no plans for any sort of season two that we've heard of, um, which I try not to talk very much about because it makes me extremely sad and depressed uh so i try not to think about it but this is a big deal i have to be honest i was a little bit disappointed with this trailer just because i don't feel like i have a taste of the series yet i I don't feel like i i have a i don't feel like this changed my expectations in any sort of positive way like i don't feel like i have a firm grasp on what exactly we'll be doing here but that can be a good thing too you know, like I think, I think that can be a good thing. It can be, it can be bad if you see too much and you start making assumptions and things like that. And I don't feel like we saw too much of anything here. To your point, Kirk, I feel like there's still a lot we need to figure out. And no Vader, you know, there, there's still a lot that's going to be flushed out over the over the six hours or so runtime of this entire series. So I'm I'm still very much intrigued, but I just like I wanted more of a taste than we got 
from this trailer. Um, here's what's interesting about Obi-Wan Kenobi. There's been a ton of news coming out over the last week as they have sort of started rolling out the press junket for this show. Um, the Hollywood Reporter is reporting that throughout the creative process, there were a lot of ideas that were sort of stricken uh, from from the original creative direction of the show. And, and if you remember correctly, right around you know this time two years ago, we were hearing about how the show had been delayed and Kathleen Kennedy was saying that Obi-Wan Kenobi was not on track, but that it was still going to keep going and it would just be delayed. There were some creative changes that were being made. Reportedly from The Hollywood Reporter, they're saying that, you know, the, the direction of John Filoni or John Favreau and Dave Filoni to the creative team here was to go bigger than what they were originally planning and that those original plans uh, planned on introducing Darth Maul with Ray Park uh, reprising his role and a little bit more Luke Skywalker and that overall there was some concern from John Favreau and Dave Filoni that the direction of the show would end up being too similar to the Mandalorian and that they wanted this to be more its own thing and to be bigger. So I want to, I want to get your reaction to that reporting Kirk. And, and how do you feel knowing that? Do you feel like we're, we're missing out on something that could have been really great? Or do you feel like that it makes you feel encouraged for what the direction of the show will ultimately be? You know, I feel okay with them taking out, you know, adult Luke Skywalker because we get, Spoiler alert, so much of him in the book of Boba Fett. Yes. Like we get basically an entire episode of right. Luke Skywalker in in there. Um, I am a little bummed about Darth Maul. I always yeah. felt like, okay, so they brought him back in the Clone Wars, right? Yes. Is that right? And then they brought him back um, very briefly in Solo, um, a Star Wars story. So I feel like that's a missed opportunity that's just out there and ready to be attacked. And I really want to see Darth Maul come back into the fold. Yeah. And I feel like to your point, you know, um, they have teased it. So it's I, I'm sort of of the belief that it will still happen. You know, like that, 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 like the Darth Maul thing, they're kind of holding it. I don't know what they're holding it for or when they will, when they will use it, but that it's still like, I don't feel like it's not going to happen. You know, mm -hmm. it, it just, maybe it just didn't sink right for this show. It would have been, to me, it feels like it would have been such a nice conclusion to the Obi Wan story arc to avenge his master you know to finally finish the job with darth maul and the fact that they use solo which is sort of in a similar time period right it's it's pre episode four post episode three um they use that to sort of re-intro him or tease him uh i was a little bit surprised but i still feel like that day is coming uh maybe maybe it's with the ahsoka series who knows uh we'll, we'll see but um if, if Ray Park was in talks to return, I have, I have a feeling they have bigger plans there. So here's fingers crossed. <laughs> but we'll see. It's going to be an interesting show. Like I said, we're about two months away. We really still have seen very, very little of this show and what it has in store. But we'll be keeping a close eye on it without a doubt. Um, definitely watching everything. Uh, all of the stuff coming, all of the quotes coming from the press junket of like Hayden Christensen talking about how much he loves Ewan McGregor and Ewan McGregor talking about how he much how much he loves Hayden Christensen is just melting my heart and it's the best thing ever. So I, I, I could not be happier. 
It is cute, even though Hayden Christensen was terrible in most of his performance as Darth Vader. It's true. The, the bromance is very um, palpable throughout. It's jumping off all of the all of the press stuff. You got it. I feel like he never got a fair shake, and I feel like you know George Lucas isn't exactly the best director of actors, right? Like he. He's not the kind of guy who's going to bring the best performance out of somebody. He's really just focused on the storytelling. And even that, he gets a little lost in the sauce a lot of times. So um, a great creative mind, make no mistake about it. But I just don't think it was the best person to have tutoring, you know, Hayden Christensen early in his career for those performances. So I'm glad that he gets another shot. I hope he makes the most of it. I hope hope he turns in a great performance and... uh, it should be a fun time either way. Either way, it should be really fun. Yes. All right, next up. From one sci-fi epic series to another, let's talk about Dune. Um, Dune is Dune Part 1, uh, as will be for, you know henceforth known since there are sequels coming. Uh, it has garnered a ton of critical acclaim. It's nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards later this month. And shortly after it, was released and had some success both on HBO Max and in theaters. It was announced that Dune Part 2 was in the works, which makes sense considering the first movie only covers half of the first book. These books are mammoth and with lots of characters and lots of world building and so much going on. But the reports this week that are very, very interesting, uh, if you follow the industry closely, is that Florence Pugh and Austin Butler are both rumored to be in talks to join the cast of Dune Part 2. Uh, Florence Pugh, we you know, we all know by now from her roles in Midsummer, most recently Black Widow, and uh, the Hawkeye series, and the many, many other things she's done, Little Women, etc. She is... I mean, the biggest rising, the biggest star on the rise right now. I would say, safe to say, uh, yes. In in the entire industry, she hasn't quite had her like Tom Holland Zendaya breakout moment yet, but that seems to be coming um, very imminently. And then Austin Butler, who is on that same trajectory, just maybe a little bit behind Florence Pugh, who's been cast as Elvis. He was in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's been in a couple of things, so. And the roles that they're playing are not small roles. So if you're familiar with the book, the characters they're rumored to play, uh, Florence Pugh would be playing Princess Irulan, and uh, Austin Butler is rumored to be playing Fade Rautha. And they apparently auditioned uh, Harry Styles for that too. So Austin Butler and Harry Styles just uh, compete for the same roles <laughs> everywhere that they go, I guess. Amazing. They're just like, let's get the gang back together from the Elvis auditions and bring everybody back. But... <laughs> Kirk, I, I want to know, you know, I, I know Dune, we had somewhat differing opinions on Dune. I was a huge fan of it. Um, you were, you liked it, but you weren't like through the moon excited about it. This casting rumors, how does it make you feel about the, the second part? Way better. <clears throat> Way better. You have, you had a, a solid crew in part one that really laid the foundation, but you have an electric cast for part two i mean you're talking about your people who the only thing they want to do on screen is absolutely pour their heart out or or just get destroyed in a horrific way and you watch them die slowly (laughs) so we can experience that pain with them that's all these actors do so dune part two we we had like a, 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 a i don't know like a like a 
like a very uh, soft uh, parade, uh, classroom parade uh, around the Maypole in the first uh, in the first part. Yeah. And this one is just going to be a car crash, but you but an exciting one. Like you're going to see everything fall apart and people try to put it back together and save lives. And I don't know anything about the book, but I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And I think that, you know, with the where, where, where they went with the first movie, it sort of eliminates some of the big cast members that you really like. You know, some of the people that they cast in these huge roles that are like these really attention-grabbing type of personalities, the Oscar Isaacs, the Josh Brolins, the Jason Momoas. I mean, two out of three of those guys, you know, dies in the, in the first movie. And so it, it becomes like, okay, who is left in this cast that I'm interested in? You know, we've only just been introduced to Zendaya's character, really. Um, Rebecca Ferguson is Rebecca Ferguson. She does a fantastic job. And um, Lady Jessica is one of the most interesting characters in the whole movie. But just by the nature of who Timothy Chalamet's character is, you know, it, he's not the most enticing character in the entire series. And so we need some fresh blood. And I think that they're headed in the right direction. And under the direction of Denis Villeneuve, I mean, come on. Um, it's going to be has potential to be a good time. So there's right now, this is just rumors, uh, you know, being reported by reliable sources, variety deadline, corroborating the same sorts of things here. So we'll see if it comes to fruition, but if so, it seems like Dune 2 is headed in the right direction creatively. So we'll keep a close eye on that and let you know if anything there becomes final or official next up, um, on the Warner HBO side of the biz. So a few months back, Kirk, you may remember that Warner bros, um, spun off the Warner Media side of their business and that it merged with Discovery. And at the yes. time, you know, Discovery Plus was just getting off its feet. HBO Max had sort of had like one year under its belt, but it was a pandemic year and it was hard to know. They were kind of slow to gaining sub subscribers, though they've picked up some pace of late. Now, it was reported in an investors meeting that the two streaming services, Discovery Plus and HBO Max will be joined together under the same umbrella, which I'm choosing to call HBO Discovery Max Plus. <laughs> and <laughs> if they don't go with that name, I think it's a real missed opportunity. Um, I, I mean, personally, I imagine they will roll up under HBO Max because I feel like the brand equity is a little bit stronger there. But I don't know about you, Kirk. I've heard about so many people of late who are way on the discovery plus train enjoying all of the like is it tlc that's on there all of these like um reality type shows you know my 600 pound life and stuff like that so yes. this has Married potential to be site 90 yeah. day fiance 90 day fiance happily ever after things that i consume on a weekly basis <laughs> right. yes so this has potential to be sort of a big deal kirk so what's your reaction to this um if there was a rate hike to HBO Max as a result of the, the Discovery Plus content being added, is that something you would gladly absorb as a consumer? What's your overall thought here? You know, I think that there is such a following to the, I, I'm, I kid you not, to simply what they branded as the 90 Day Fiance Universe. They have branded this, <laughs> it was on commercials and pro actual promotional items of Discovery Plus when they rolled it out. I love there it. is such a following, myself included, that 
they won't need to price hike. They'll actually be able to lower the price because there'll be so many people signing on to HBO Max to watch all of that content. It's insane the amount of people that, that watch that. And that's just that. Like, you, you know, like I also spat off uh, Married at First Sight. Uh, there's like four different uh, different shows where people get married or or betrothed or uh, or matchmaked to each other just just like that. And I can't imagine there's a price hike because of this. I can't imagine. If there was, are you taking it in stride? Like, all right, you know, it saves me a little bit of money because I don't have to get both. Or are you like, this is annoying. I don't even care about this stuff. The only way that I would take it in stride if it is a 90 cent increase. That's it. That is the only way <laughs> that it has to be directly connected to it's the a 90 universe. Day, yeah, okay. That's fair. I mean, I, I like that you're you're just bought into the brand there. The 90, the 90 day fiance multiverse um, of shows and and content. I like it. To be honest, this does not move the needle for me. I'm probably in the minority there. I I don't watch any of this stuff. Um, I would maybe watch like some, some like, I don't know if discovery has like planet earth documentaries or something like that. I think that kind of fell under the Nat Geo bucket, but Oh, maybe if that guy like walks a tightrope across the grand Canyon again or something like that. I always like tuning in to see if that guy's going to, Die, die horribly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. You know, you know what's dumb about that is that I know every time they would never let me see him die on television, you know, because it's on a delay, they would like cut away. But right. I always watch just to see if they'll cut away just because then I could be like, oh my gosh, he's dead. Or um, if they missed the button. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, there's just a person back there like with the dump button trying to figure it out. So there's a chance. I don't chance. want him to die, but no. it would be, there's something sick. But you don't want to miss it if he did, right? Right. I don't right. want to be the one guy who was like not watching when the tightrope guy fell you off. You didn't see him. I mean, when that <laughs> happened, it was probably like six years ago. We It was like nine o'clock at night and yeah. we for for foregoed, forewent. <laughs> For went all no of our children's weird. bedtimes for an extra 90 minutes <laughs> because we were just waiting and waiting and waiting for this guy to cross that tightrope. It took forever. And then he did. Yeah. So, I mean, if there's that, I, I maybe would take it in stride. But otherwise, like, I don't currently pay for HBO Max. It's, like, rolled into my internet subscription or something mm-hmm. like that. So, um, yeah, if this costs me any money, I'm going to be a little bit ticked off. But... I imagine they'll roll it all up underneath HBO Max. They'll do away with the Discovery brand. I just don't know. Like, I don't know that Discovery has the same level of equity, brand equity as HBO Max does at this point. So, absolutely not. All HBO right. Discovery Max Plus. Is that correct? HBO Discovery Max Plus. <laughs> that should be the name. They can pay their consulting fee to me. Um, it's like on Parks and Rec whenever they flash forward and there's uh, Verizon Chipotle Exxon. <laughs> that's, yes, what the, yes. that's what I keep. That's what keeps flashing into my head as these mergers happen. But we knew, Kirk. I mean, we've talked about this the whole time with the streaming wars. We knew that consolidation would have to occur, and obviously, this merger isn't old. But the fact that they're actually going to go through the the exercise of rolling them into one platform rather than doing bundles like all these other people. Are doing. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it makes a lot of sense for them, and um, could potentially lead to more subscribers for HBO Max. So, agreed. I wish them the best. We'll see what happens. It's at least interesting, at the very least. All right. 
next up, we're going to stay on the Warner Brothers side of the business. Last week, I mean, seemingly out of nowhere, I mean, you've got the Batman coming out. It's doing great. It's crushing it at the box office. It's getting critical acclaim. The fans are loving it. The whole thing. Um, you get this news from DC Comics or, or you know DC Entertainment and Warner that basically their entire slate of upcoming films has been delayed. Uh, and oh, by the way, on the Warner side, Wonka has also been delayed. So real quick, just running through this, DC League of Super Pets, which was supposed to come out like May, I think, is now coming out July 29th. Black Adam has been moved to October 21st. It was supposed to be a summer release. Shazam! Fury of the Gods is actually the one movie in this slate that moved up. It will now release on December 16th, which means it will be going head-to-head for dollars against Avatar 2. So best of luck to them on that one. Um, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom got pushed next year, March 17th. The Flash got pushed you know, basically an entire year to June 23rd, 2023. And then the Wonka movie, which is Warner, not DC, but, you know, DC's under the Warner umbrella, got moved to December 15th, 2023. That's the that's the Timothy Chalamet film there. And I'm surprised by this for a lot of reasons. I think, I think one of them is that, you know, most of these movies were meant to come out this year. So that is a big surprise. COVID is not really as much of a factor this year with movie going as it has been. And the other thing is, Kirk, I don't know if you remember this, but we just saw the Batman and they showed one trailer before it because we were at the fans first thing. And what was it? It was a sizzle reel for all of the DC content that was coming out this year. And they were like league of super pets, black Adam, (laughs) the flash uh, Aquaman. I mean, they were like touting all of this stuff. Like come see our amazing slate of 2022 films. And they must have showed that trailer. I saw it before another film recently, too. They must have showed it to millions and millions of Americans and and people around the globe, actually, too. And then they go out and delay. I mean, what in the world is going on here? Yeah, one week later, they said, Ooh, uh, never mind. I think, as a guess, they looked at their films. Someone who has, who has seen all of the dailies from the, the films in progress or in post-production or whatever state they're in, and they said... Yeah, we're going to need to do better. (laughs) We've got to get up to the Batman level now. Uh, We've kind of struggled and pulled ourselves along, but this really is our chance, our opportunity to reset. So I don't care what it costs, delay everything, make this stuff better. That's my personal hope and uh, take. I'm, if there's someone like you and I sitting in the, the DC Warner Brothers studio uh, that's like, guys, I, I can't watch our own stuff. I just, I don't do it. I won't do it. That is what I'm hoping for with all these delays. I mean, that's what I, I mean, that's my hope as well. Um, I think DC is on an interesting trajectory right now because they've had a couple of good moments in a row here now because they had the Suicide Squad, which was really good. Yes. They had the Batman, which was really good. And they had Peacemaker, the Peacemaker show on HBO Max, which people loved. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yes. And they have some really good filmmakers who are signing up to make movies with them, um, which is great news. You know, if you got James Gunn and Matt Reeves willing to work with you on your content, that's a that's a great place to be. And the most encouraging thing I've heard out of that shop in a long time and I can't remember which, uh, it might have been president of Warner Media, 
I can't remember exactly who it was. They basically said that they're looking to go more filmmaker driven in their content creation. And I was like, yes, you figured it out (laughs) that like get a good filmmaker and it all flows down from there. Um, And people like to work with Warner. So yeah, I have to hope that there's, you know, some, some good content improving reason behind all of this, but I just don't know. I mean, even if that stuff was bad, isn't the train kind of too far down the tracks at this point? I mean, there are people, there are a good chunk of people who love the previous DC stuff. They love the Snyderverse stuff. They love Ezra Miller as the Flash. They love the Aquaman films, etc. And like it or not, like those people are clamoring for these movies. So I, I don't really envy the position that DC is in because I think they've got this really loud niche fan base for those films and then there's like them trying to appeal to the mainstream and and it seems like those are two parties that you can't really please and and appealing to the mainstream comes obviously at great expense because you have to overhaul a bunch of stuff so i'll be interested to see how it all plays out but i was uh i i couldn't tell how i felt about these delays if i was encouraged that they were looking at you know quality control to your point or if i was nervous that you know they don't feel confident in it but they don't know what to do i'm encouraged i'm encouraged Good. however they get they get one shot and that is <laughs> and i don't count league of super pets as that shot no 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 and honestly i wouldn't count black adam because the rock is 50/50 on his performances but sure. if shazam is not a strong film then the rest are lost to me. That's it. Yeah, I feel like Shazam is the linchpin because the first one was good. Um, It was one of the best things, I think, out of the original DC slate, the original DCEU. And they're sort of trying to, like, recatch lightning in a bottle there. And they've got some exciting cast members in that film. Um, So we'll see if they're able to do it again. But, yeah, I mean... You'd like to see that movie be good. You'd like to see Aquaman take a sizable leap forward in terms mm. of content quality. <laughs> Kirk's just is that Aquaman's the dead third to you. Aquaman? No, 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 is no. that the third one? To you. Why do I feel like that is the third one? That's it's how bad not. the first one was, right? <laughs> that, that, you think the first one was so bad that it made you feel like you watched two bad movies and not one. <laughs> I mean absolute garbage you know what i think it was i think there was like a re-release of that film Could be. or when it came to digital like uh what's her name uh who beat her, beat her husband uh amber oh uh-oh. amber heard amber heard right? that's right <laughs> didn't she change her entire performance like she was or she reshot her scenes like she was british speaking in the original take and then she was just speaking <laughs> american in the next like that's perhaps <laughs> That's why I feel I've watched that movie or two different, uh, two actual films. So uh, when Aquaman 3 drops on March 17th, 2023, it will be too many, too many. Uh, Could be. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's, you want to be optimistic. We'll see. Uh, Delays are, I feel like delays are rarely good news, but it's almost like you'd rather them do that than release a terrible movie. So we'll see. Sonic. Sonic. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Sonic. Terrible. <laughs> people yelled at the trailer because Sonic looked horrifically bad and they fixed it. They delayed the movie and they fixed it. So that's, I mean, that's obviously like the, 
that's the poster child for like best case scenario on, on a film delay. Um, and that movie was still not good, even though the character looks great. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll keep a close eye on it. Next up, I Am Legend. We talked about it at the outset. I Am Legend, the next chapter. Here's what's really interesting. And this is why Kirk is absolutely fist pumping right now, is that Michael B. Jordan is in the fold, not only to, to co-star in the movie, but also to produce with Will Smith. We know Michael B. Jordan has been digging his fingers deeper into the world of, or dipping his toes. Yeah, deeper into the I think, world. I like digging his fingers. <laughs> I was thinking like fingernails, like how you dig into something. I um, am the producer now. I was thinking Black Panther is what I was thinking. But <laughs> he is uh, he's getting deeper into the world of, of you know film industry as a producer and as, as a money man. So this will be interesting. The elephant in the room here, Kirk, and everybody's saying it, so I'm not saying anything new. If you haven't seen the movie Earmuffs, Earmuffs Galore, it is heavily presumed that he dies at the end of that movie. Heavily. Like to the point where people openly say he died. Because I mean, he dies in the book. Right. And then in the movie, it's now there is an alternate ending where he doesn't die. But it was not the theatrical ending. The theatrical ending really heavily alludes to the fact that he he dies. Yes. What do it you does. do what do you do about that? You have two options. You uh, start the next film with the alternate ending. <laughs> okay. Easy, right? Or the blast actually pushes his is so it has so much um, uh, so much power at the front of it uh, before the flames hit him that the f- the sheer force of the explosion pushes him straight through the house that he's in. Even though I think he's in the basement, <laughs> so he is, he's in basically works. like a concrete bunker. <laughs> You know, like he's he's uh, heavily fortified. Um, Some maybe something in the lab was like super like vibranium. We it's tied into the, yeah, to the MCU exactly. and it covers his body. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but um, yeah, this should be this should be fascinating how they bring literally resurrect him and bring him back to life. I mean, at the end of the day, like it's it's sci-fi fantasy right so stranger things have happened i mean literally right. like it, no one is ever really dead we always make that joke with the or or we say that sort of in jest with the marvel universe it's been proven to be true many times i, th- I think the same goes for pretty much anything in the sci-fi fantasy realm because it is what it is there's also the theory you know i don't know if this is a real theory that's out there but as i was kind of thinking about it um and sort of reacquainting myself with that film the reason he sort of dies is to save the like cure thing. Right. Right. So um, there's a chance that maybe there was another person on earth all along and it's Michael B and he stumbles across this and maybe there's like a breadcrumb trail of like flashbacks or videos or something like that they could do Blair Witch style with Will Smith and that he's actually just like looking back on all this footage of him. I mean, that could be a way that they go as well. Potentially. It is possible. Yeah. I, th- I think, you know, I-, I just, this, this movie holds such a dear place in my heart because this thing released on my birthday, the oh, year nice. that it came out. That, that is always, 14. that is always nice. 
I mean, I watched this movie so many times. I got my wisdom teeth out and my mom bought it for me as like, uh, here, you're going to be laying on the couch for the next week. So here you go. <laughs> um, this nothing, nothing can go wrong with this sequel. And I know that's a bold statement for a Will Smith film because he is hot or cold, uh, not to his own not to his own detriment, or maybe it is. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he takes some bad roles. Like Bright, like when like he Gemini was in Bright. <laughs> I, I don't think about Gemini Man. <laughs> yeah, it's been blocked out. Um, you know what? What if Michael B. Jordan plays the little boy? What if he plays the little boy, sure. like, grown up? Maybe this is years and years later. Uh-huh. Um, that'd be fascinating, right? It would. I mean, time has passed in real life. It, the timeline would sort of line up that way, so... I want to know if if when Michael B. Jordan, like his age in 2007, if it lines up, yeah, like if you, I think it might. I really think it might. I was gonna say, I think it probably does, right? It's probably decently close. It's close um, enough for movie magic, right? I mean, right. That, that gap's pretty wide. They can close some pretty big gaps these days yes. in terms of age. Oh, this is just gonna be great. I can't wait. This is gonna be fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I, not to. I, I didn't like love the first one. I thought it was fine. Um, Shut your mouth right now. <laughs> I know. After you just like oozed about how much how much this movie means to you, I hate to be that guy, but like you know, I thought it was fine. I enjoyed it. I, I'm. I can't say that I'm like overly right stoked that they're making you a said second you enjoyed one. It. You but, get no other words. <laughs> But I am intrigued. Listen, this is the good part, Kirk. I am intrigued. I wasn't. This isn't something I was asking for, but I am interested and will watch it. So, there you go. And I'm and I'm infinitely more interested knowing that Michael B is in the fold because I think he's great. Um, okay. So, we'll keep a close eye on it. That story's coming courtesy of Deadline, so I'm sure they'll have more updates as that one gets moving along. Couple of quick hitters here uh, on the creative side of the biz. Sean Levi. Uh, who re- you know just directed the Adam Project, which we'll be reviewing next week, uh, starring Ryan Reynolds. Also directed Free Guy, which was a big hit from last year. Was that just last year? Was that twenty? 20- no, it was last year. It was last year. Last year. Um, he will be directing Ryan Reynolds once again, <laughs> this time in Deadpool three for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The first Deadpool entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. As a reminder, it will be R rated. And those two are pairing up again. I'm sure uh, Ryan Reynolds as a writer and executive producer on the Deadpool movie had a lot of say in this. So he sort of got to handpick his guy. Kirk, any, any quick thoughts on this choice? Are you feeling, I mean, David Leach has been involved in the past in, in the Deadpool movies. They've done, both movies were great by my, yeah. by my estimate. So what are your thoughts on uh, Sean, Sean Levy jumping into the uh- fold? We have talked about this before, about how Sean Levy has directed some of my absolute favorite things or been a part of my favorite things, such as, I'll say them again, because you probably won't go back and find that episode. The Secret World of Alex Mack, ladies and gentlemen, the the famous Jet Jackson movie in a heartbeat, uh, the famous Jet Jackson TV show, Big Fat Liar, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, this there's so many things on here that just scream, I am the best director or I will be the best director ever, including eight episodes of, of Stranger Things he directed. So yeah, I absolutely am, am falling in love with this director. Um, I think he directed, this is where I leave you as well. Uh, he did, oh, which yeah, I just recently yeah. watched. And there's just something about him. He just is so 
easily able to infuse humor and just really not dark, but just really uh, just pull things out of you, uh, pull emotions out of you that are just so real. And not that you're going to you're just going to have people sobbing all the time. That's not even the purpose. It's just that. I honestly think maybe he's also a therapist and he's he's able to like write these people into speaking these emotions. It's so good. I think this is perfect for uh, Deadpool 3. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah, I think I think he has an understanding of the human experience at a pretty high level to your point. So it should be it should be very fun. Deadpool 3 by all accounts, I mean is is one of the films I'm most excited for being sort of a super fan of the first two movies. I mean, me and my wife watched those movies constantly so very excited about this one and and excited for for a new voice behind the camera there i think that'll be exciting uh next up i'm gonna say exciting five thousand more times too exciting (laughs) here's something else i'm excited about kirk this is hot off the presses from the ankler um which the ankler is a is a publication you have to subscribe to it i don't i just kind of steal the headlines but they they you know provide scoops on the industry and things like that but their most recent scoop is that Damon Lindelof of Lost fame, he was a writer on that show, uh, one of the, I mean, the main writer on that show, along with J.J. Abrams, and of Watchmen fame, he wrote the Watchmen series for HBO Max, is reportedly working on writing a Star Wars movie. And here's the thing. I want to get excited about this, but there's a couple things that are holding me back. One, Damon Lindelof is great. I, I think, I think... Watchmen is perfect. Like, I really think that it's, like, as close to perfectly written as, as as a limited series can possibly be. I was amazed by how that all came together. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, you know, he, he... As with most people in the industry who have been around long enough, there are some clunkers and some, some good things that are going on on his resume. So, I'm... I'm not going to just assume that this is a slam dunk. Here's the other reason it's not a slam dunk. How many times have we heard of some hotshot creative, somebody who's a big name, who everybody gets excited about, being linked to a Star Wars movie, and then all of a sudden, six months later, nine months later, a year later, creative differences, they're out, so-and-so is in. I mean, Chris Christopher Miller and Phil Lord, uh, Patty Jenkins, Ryan Johnson, Colin Trevorrow, like the list goes on and on and on. So I'm until this thing is until I'm reading the, the Chiron text at the beginning of the film. Right. Uh, I can't get excited about it, to be honest. No, no. Why, why would you get excited? And Kirk still hasn't and, forgiven him for loss. So here we are. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if there's anything we know about this new Star Wars movie is that the first 90 minutes will be fantastic. Immaculate. The f- the following 15 minutes after that will be confusing. And then the following hour will be the, one of the worst <laughs> cinematic experiences of our lifetime. But Watchmen was so good. Watchmen was so good. I don't know what happened. He must have had some sort of incredible life experience that changed his outlook on life. Because, man, I'll never forgive him for the final season. Of I Lost. think a lot of people. I think a lot of people hated Lost, the ending of it. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I feel I did not watch the show. My understanding is that it was a radically off color ending for how the show had gone up to that point. Um, so I get it. I get it. But we'll see. I mean, chances are 
he'll get the boot. <laughs> Him and Kathleen Kennedy will butt heads and it'll be over. So hey, I don't even Kathleen know why Kennedy. I'm saying this right now. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy, we're just going to raise our hands. We'll do whatever you want to get into this. Uh, seriously, the just tell me the exact movie you want to make. And I'll like, I don't know. I'll, I'll take some online classes. I'll figure it out. Like, what? Yeah. You draw the storyboards. We will make it happen. <laughs> shot for we, shot. We are yes men. We will come in and we will say, yes, that's a great idea. That yes. is a great idea. There will be no creative differences because we have no ideas of our own. We'll just go, <laughs> yep, got it. All we ask in return is an inordinate sum, inordinate sum of money. For, yes, for, we would like to be the highest paid directors of all time, present, past, and future. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking like $6 trillion each, please. Yeah, then just basically puppets, you know, just just really expensive puppets. And I think that that's, I think that's a fair trade. I mean, that's what Zack Snyder was, right? Oh, Kirk, you were throwing, you were throwing some major fireballs <laughs> toward DC. The Amber Heard comment, the Zack Snyder <laughs> comment. That whole that niche is coming for us, man. They're coming for blood, and they are they are blo- a bloodthirsty bunch. You got to really watch it. Um, they are. I won't live through the night. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, just to wrap up, that's the end of our news stories. But what to watch this week? Spider Man No Way Home is releasing on digital tomorrow, a week earlier than they originally said it would. So if you're somebody who has to have it as soon as it's out, you can get it tomorrow on digital. I think I'll be waiting for the hard copy medium. Uh, I want it on my shelf, but also it's going to hurt tomorrow, Kirk. You know, like there will be people tweeting about, you know, watching it at home and that's going to hurt. It's going to hurt hard and, and we'll have to wait an additional month, five weeks or so until it comes out on on Blu-ray, and and that's uh, that's unfortunate. But to all of you who who will be partaking tomorrow, I wish you the best and and happy hunting and enjoy your movie. I wish you the worst. Yes. <laughs> Other Marvel news: all those Marvel shows, the Defenders universe, the Punisher, Daredevil, etc. That stuff comes to Disney Plus on Wednesday, March sixteenth. So that's very exciting. Um, Get ready to watch all of that. I had the little Daredevil icon as my avatar on Netflix for the longest time, and they they took it down, and now I have this ugly red <laughs> face thing that's just horrific to look at. I need to find a new avatar, but... That is just unfair. It I, is unfair. I, I can't believe that. So did you, like, were you playing around with your avatar, or did they just, like, switched no, you No, they out? took it out. They took it out. They just took oh. it out, and, and they didn't even let me... I feel like a, a, a phone call. I don't know what... what <laughs> protocol is there but i was offended and horrified whenever i saw it this thing is so (laughs) ugly too and while we're on the topic the amazon prime avatar selection is horrible i don't know if you guys have looked at that they have no characters none it's just a bunch of you know just like misformed blobs of of people or just like the really lame like grayish outline of a person yeah. on like a colored background there's only like six colors it's horrific you know when are we going to be able to upload pictures of ourselves yeah. to these platforms yeah youtube style or like i don't know amazon prime has tons of original content let me put jack ryan on there let me right. put midge Maisel on there <laughs> you know yes. like you've got all these original shows um why am i limited to just these you know amorphous blobs of yeah, garbage i agree it's it offends me anyway 
<laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, shows that are coming out this week. Also, still again on the superhero front, but on the other side, DC's new series. This came out of this snuck up. I mean, we heard about this a while ago. DMZ uh, with Rosario Dawson, which is the DC show uh, directed by Ava DuVernay, um, who's a huge name, is <laughs> ho hum. It's on HBO Max this Thursday. They must not think it's very good. They haven't promoted it at all. At all. Um, it's really weird. The first trailer came out for it last week, and the show comes out this week. I'm so confused. So, if you're interested in that, I kind of am. I just, I, I mean, I shouldn't be based on the fact that they haven't promoted it at all, but I am nevertheless interested, and I'll be checking it out. So, Rosario Dawson, March 17th? Yeah, this Thursday. DMC. Yeah, not to be confused with DMX, the rapper. I, that's what I kept thinking that it was or somehow DMV. connected to. It's not about a DMV. I think DMZ <laughs> stands for Demilitarized Zone. Yeah, um, there it is. Yeah. I don't know if there are superheroes involved. It's DC Comics. I know nothing about it, but it uh, it should be interesting. We'll keep. We'll uh, maybe I'll watch it and maybe I'll let you guys know. We'll see what happens. Huh. All right, Kirk. Anything else to add before we get out of here? I have nothing. I have nothing left to give our audience today. All right. So just a reminder, Kirk and I are about to hop off the stream. We're going to go record our review of Turning Red. That will release this Thursday, St. Patty's Day, March 17th for your ears. It will also release on YouTube at that time. And the next week we will follow up with our review of The Atom Project. So we'll get to review both of those movies. You'll be able to listen to both of those week over week. If you haven't already, go back and listen to our review of The Batman. We had a lot of fun deep diving into that film. Um, We do discuss spoilers as we do in all of our reviews now, and we do discuss what's next for The Batman too. So that's some really fun discussion as well, not just our normal movie review, but also what's next to come in the series. Um, But we'll leave you there until later this week, whenever you hear our review of Turning Red. Until that time, special thank you to our executive producer, Ryan Spriggs and the band that creates our amazing original music, Rhetoric. Check them out on Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere else. And we will see you guys later this week. Talk to you then. Mm-hmm.